Before we start today's episode, I want to mention our sponsor, Swoosh English, the best way to pass your OET or IELTS exams. For 10% off any course, go to swooshenglish.com forward slash our voices discount or click the link in the episode description. I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices, a stage for real people to tell the real stories we never get to hear. In this series, we welcome NHS doctors and nurses who now live and work in the UK. We'll immerse ourselves within their stories as they work tirelessly to help their patients. My name is Cynthia. I'm originally from the Philippines and I'm currently in Southeast London uh, working as a nurse. My mom is a nurse as well and my dad um, is a professional pilot. Having worked in other countries in Asia and with a pilot for a father, Cynthia was no stranger to traveling abroad. But two years ago, she packed her bags for a more ambitious type of trip. She was off to find a new life in the UK. A part of me felt like it was just another flight going overseas to work. When I finally got to the airport, it became real that this will be a trip further from home and I'm starting, you know, a new life. I don't know anyone. I think it's a mix of both um, anxiety and excitement uh, for what is ahead. I stopped practicing clinical nursing before going here. I was working as a research nurse, so I wasn't really handling patients. So I felt like I wasn't sure if I'll get back my skills back immediately. So a fear of um, adjusting, fear of, you know, am I able to adapt to my working place immediately? Friends and families are far away. You know, will the lifestyle suit me? Knowing that they say... (laughs) UK can be a bit of a gloomy place sometimes because of the weather. She's not wrong about the gloomy weather, that's for sure. I wanted to know why she decided to put herself through the anxiety and uncertainty that moving to the UK would inevitably bring. Coming from a third world country, everybody know from Asia that, you know, UK is a, a land of opportunities where you can earn more compared from where you came from. So I think basically that's more of me, um, practicality-wise, that, you know, I'm heading to a place wherein I'll get more opportunities, not only financially, but also career-wise, um, to learn more from people from the UK where, I mean, based on the history, where everything originated from. So I felt like I'll learn a lot of things um, working in here. How important was money in your decision to move here? When I sat down and made my priorities uh, of moving further away from home, you know, sometimes people can ask, is money important over, you know, leaving your family and relationships? And people can decide, oh, I just want to stay here um, having a little money um, and at least I'm with my family. And that's not wrong. But but I feel like because I'm still young and I've worked elsewhere and there's a comparative of the earnings that I'm getting from where I used to work and the opportunity that I can get in the UK. I felt like it wasn't a difficult decision to say yes uh, for the opportunity of coming here in the UK, practicality-wise. I just picked up a promotion even this year. Initially, I thought it's not going to be easy to be promoted because, you know, I'm a foreigner and all that. But I think when they see that you 
are working hard and you're reliable and you're able to perform what is expected of you. I think um, they'll recognize that. So I think that was quite rewarding having been here just for two years um, and being able to make my way forward somehow. Cynthia told me she had spent eight years working in Singapore. And I felt this experience really illustrated why she wanted to move to the UK. Well, honestly, in Singapore, I was quite happy and comfortable because it's a safe country. Earning wasn't too bad. But I think the stability of getting a residency and citizenship. I'm just here for the past two years and a lot of things can happen, you know, in five or six years. I may want to decide to go back to the Philippines. I don't know. But at least somehow I know that I'm trying to build in something in the years that I'm here. Unlike in Singapore, I know that it was something like Dubai that, you know, people can work there, but they're not really open for people or foreigner to settle there somehow. So I think that was one of the clear indication for me that, okay, it's time to go and work elsewhere. And do you feel that in the UK more welcoming of foreigners, not just working here, but living here permanently? Yeah, I wouldn't move here if I didn't study about, you know, the opportunities of being able to stay here long term. I've met colleagues from different countries who were here for the same reasons and they were successful on it. So you get that sense of feel that it's possible and that you're working into something ahead of you. Yeah. Cynthia is not alone in planning for the future. For many doctors and nurses who are coming from overseas to the UK, things have been made more difficult due to the COVID pandemic. It's one of the challenging part because as a healthcare provider, we are also human. We're also uncertain what the pandemic brings to everyone. And being in the front line, as you called everyone in the healthcare, to embrace patients who have acquired the the disease, you know, you, you need to toughen out just facing all this patient. And at the same time, you have your own fears of acquiring it. I had to call back home to check on my own family, just checking in how they were. And at the same time, making sure that I'm keeping myself in check as well physically, that I need to rest as much as I could. I need to eat healthy as much as I could. Because I know for myself that if I'm not fit myself, I can't give to the patients. I was touched by her selflessness. If I'm not fit and healthy, I can't help the people who need me. Her dedication is echoed in the NHS up and down the country. The care she shows for her patients is heartwarming. I think just the experiences with the patients are remarkable because you get to see firsthand how they are suffering and at the same time you have that opportunity to impact them. So I feel like as much as it was a tough job physically um, to be up all night for them, it was rewarding to know that they lasted another day just by you doing your job. That was for the pandemic part. And during the normal days as a nurse, I think it was just those pocket of times conversing with um, patients, especially for elderly patients. Since we're far away from our families, I think when you get to interact with patients who are elderly, you feel like you're close to your grandmas or your mom or your dad when you have 
um, small chats with them. They say you can't have favorites, but sometimes you do have favorite patients once in a while. There is this patient probably on her 90s and was really frail. I usually want to strike conversations with them asking what they were working as before when they were young so that I won't just see them as a patient. It helps me to just see them as uh, they were once a working person like you and an individual. So she said she was a belly dancer <laughs> and she was like 90, 91 years old. And she said, I used to be a dancer, a belly dancer. And she was shaking her belly in front of all of us, you know, like no teeth and all that. So that was kind of refreshing to see. She was just entertaining all of us during that shift. Yeah. And yeah, she was loved by all. But she would have chats with the other patients as well because she's been admitted for probably a couple of weeks. It's great to see her being that, you know, like, welcome greeter to all of them. That ward must have been a lot of fun. A far cry from the anxiety and fear she felt boarding the plane two years ago. I asked what she thought of her thoughts and feelings back then, compared to her present reality. All the good stuff will probably overpower all those fears that you had. Um, and just, I think, Getting to know people outside Asia, um, learning cultures from, you know, British people, being welcome to British homes is kind of uh, warm and a, a good experience and learning their humor as well. You know, <laughs> having had special holidays here like Christmas in the past two years that we've been here, it's all new, a great experience that, you know, kind of build you up as a person as well. I think the message here seems to be to jump in with two feet and just go for it. Cynthia worked out what she wanted, battled her anxiety, and is reaping the rewards. It's so nice to hear that even in these divisive and difficult times, she feels welcome and able to build a life here. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please click subscribe. And if you could leave us a review, it would mean a lot. If you want to continue the conversation with us, reach out at ourvoicespodcast.com. Or if you found this episode valuable, please consider supporting us to keep doing what we're doing through our Patreon page. You can find a link in the description. See you in the next episode. I want to acknowledge our sponsor, Swoosh English, for making these podcasts possible. It's the best place to get training and support to pass your OET, IELTS, and PT exams. If you want to hear from doctors or nurses who've passed their exam with the help of Swoosh English, go and listen to episodes from Rima, Midun, Cynthia, Tara, and Hussein. For 10% off any course, visit swooshenglish.com forward slash Our Voices discount.